Hello, this is Kathy Beer from Pets for Life, and today's podcast is about animal emergencies and first aid for pets. On the line with me now is Dr. Anne Fawcett, a Sydney-based small animal veterinarian and journalist who also lectures in veterinary science at the University of Sydney. Anne has published numerous articles on veterinary medicine, and she has her own blog, smallanimaltalk.com. Welcome, Anne, to the podcast. Thanks very much, Cathy. Um, look, if you can just shed some light on what are some of the typical um, cat and dog emergencies you see at your clinic? Gosh, we see lots and lots of things. Um, we see insect bites and stings would be one thing that we see reasonably mm-hmm. commonly. Um, something that we call blocked cats, which is um, basically it's usually a male cat who can't urinate, probably because there's a, a, a mucus plug in the tip of the penis and, and oh. it actually works to plug the urinary tract. It's extremely painful oh. and that's a really common thing. That yeah, awful. very painful. Yes, <laughs> poor things. They're always trying to go to the litter tray and scratching and scratching and nothing's coming out and they'll, they'll go back and, and the owners will often say they're very distressed when they're trying to go to the toilet. So um, the other things that we see are um, commonly, particularly with dogs, ingestion of toxins. So like either they eat medications uh, or, or toxic plants in the yard like Brunfelsia or yesterday, today, tomorrow is one that, that's bad. Snail bait, rat bait, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. The other thing that we see dogs more than cats do quite a lot of is eating undigestible items. So from that I mean things like um, socks and undies. They'll actually eat those and swallow them and they get stuck in the intestines. Um, Plastic toys, bits of rubber, you name it. If it's on the floor, it's not nailed down. Dogs seem to ingest it, particularly puppies. Um, Other emergencies we see are ticks, snake bites, um, cuts and lacerations, um, trauma, so motor vehicle accidents or animals that are hit by a car, Um, animals that do silly things like, you know, underestimate the distance they can jump and get impaled on fences and terrible things like that. We occasionally see near drownings, which is obviously we don't see drownings because those poor animals have passed away, but the near drownings would occur, for example, when uh, an animal falls in the swimming pool and can't get out. Um, Heat stress, we saw quite a bit of that over summer seizures. Um, Another common thing that we see is a lot of vomiting. So one vomit we don't usually consider an emergency, but we get situations where an animal might have vomited 10, 20 times even, quite a lot of times. Um, Or uh, another thing that we see is dystopia or uh, trouble whelping or queening, trouble giving birth. Um, So some animals are, you know, pregnant and they're going to have a litter of puppies, but they just seem to get fatigued just when they're about to be born. And that's an emergency. And other things that we commonly see, particularly over summer, are things like hot spots, which are these really acute, nasty skin rashes that can appear in a matter of hours. You know, dogs can sort of rip off all the surface of their skin in an area because they're so itchy there, and that's called a hot spot, and they're extremely painful. Oh, boy. So there's uh, quite a lot of things there, um, (laughs) Anne. There's probably a lot of others that you haven't mentioned as well, but... Uh, I guess yes. it um, really leads to what what can we as pet parents do, if anything, to you know prevent some of these emergencies? Oh, look, loads of things. Um, and, and there's sort of specific things for each emergency. So, for example, I talked about vomiting, and one of the common causes of vomiting is parvovirus, but it's almost 100% preventable with vaccination. So making sure your animals are vaccinated is definitely one way to prevent those kinds of emergencies. Um, With motor vehicle traumas, we're actually seeing less and less of those, which is definitely good news. And the reason we're seeing less is most people walk their dogs on the lead and most people in the city are driving slowly. So as pet parents, we can make sure our dogs are are on lead and make sure our cats are confined, particularly at night, because it seems to be cats 
really get into strife in the night hours when they get a little bit bolder and mm. a little bit crazy and they want to go out yep. and beyond their territory. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and that also helps prevent cat fights as well because the majority of those happen at night. So keeping our animals safe in their environments. Um, and I guess um, things like um, to oh, toddler-proofing the house. So if you've got a, a puppy or kitten, you really need to toddler-proof the house because they will. They don't really know what the rules are. They don't know what they should and shouldn't do. So they'll try and chew on everything. Um, they'll taste everything. And, and that's a real issue. So, for example, one of the things we see is kittens that eat string uh, and wool and stuff like that, and they don't know not to swallow it, so they, they will do that. Um, the other things you can do is just make sure, check your backyard for toxic plants so if you do have yesterday today tomorrow or, or cycads or things like that just look out for those and the other thing about plants is often they drop big seeds and some dogs who aren't particularly discerning will eat those seeds and they can cause obstruction of the intestines mm, so if you yeah. check for those kinds of things and do a bit of a seed sweep or, or remove some plants from the garden that might be a good thing um, also you know for, for ticks well definitely there's some great tick prevention out there so so getting some tick prevention on board preventing more than actually treating is, is a safer thing um, in terms of animals having trouble giving birth well the obvious solution at the moment is desexing them and the other emergencies that desexing prevents in male dogs there's a condition called perineal hernia where basically the, the muscles around the bum end get very very loose and sometimes the bladder can actually herniate through that and that's an emergency because it they can't pee um, and for female dogs if they're not dissexed one of the conditions they can get is a pyometra or an infected uterus and, and that again is an emergency so if you're not breeding from them desexing them is a is a very good idea it also prevents mammary cancer as well so um, the other things that we can do socialize your dog well so they're less likely to get into fights so all that time in puppy preschool going to a good trainer really makes a difference yes yes no that's all fantastic points Anne. thank you very much um look i believe you wrote the content for an app called first aid for pets so uh, can you tell me a bit about that yeah so i worked uh, with another veterinarian we created uh, our first job was to try and create a list of all the things that can go wrong that might require first aid which is actually quite a lot <laughs> um so lots of things that animals can get into and that's probably because we've they live in our world it's all designed for us it's not really designed for animals and so um, it's very easy for us to forget things like for example uh, women commonly uh, carry medication in their handbags or men do too in their man bags uh, and and they're often left on the floor when someone comes in so it's easy for the dog or cat to get into the medication so we've had cats eating antidepressants and stuff like that oh, so gosh. we wanted to uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it doesn't yeah. really help with depression in the cats it just makes no. them very very sick no. so, okay. um, what we wanted to do is create a list of all things that could happen, and uh, and it could, you know it's anything from sort of chocolate toxicity when they when when they eat chocolate to to major wounds and things like that, and those uh, pr providing steps that owners can do in those few minutes when they when they notice a problem between when they notice and when they get the animal to the vet that they can do to help save a life. So for example. If you've got a bleeding animal with, an, with a clearly open wound, putting pressure on that wound can stave off the bleeding, and that, that can be life-saving. Um, if you've got uh, an animal that's choking, being, you know, some people don't realise that you, you can actually pull the tongue right out and sweep the hand down the back of the throat. Obviously, you need to be very careful not to get bitten, but that can relieve the choking hazard, and, and then you can get the animal to a vet and make sure that they're okay. So... Doing all of those things, having having a little app that's very quick for people to download that they can look up in a hurry uh, and it also directs them to the nearest emergency clinic was, was really, really important. So um, that was one of the things 
the other the other strength of that particular app is that a lot of owners don't realise what's toxic to animals. So there's things that we can eat quite easily that are poisonous to animals. So obvious examples would be onions. Humans seem to be able to eat endless onions and we, we survive. Um, we can also seem to eat a lot of chocolate, but that can cause death and, and very serious other signs in, in animals. So um, understanding what is toxic is, is part of the emphasis of, of that app. So providing owners with a bit of a list um, because then if, if they notice that their animal's eating something and they look it up and say that's toxic, they can get veterinary attention before that toxin is absorbed and that can prevent really serious things like organ failure. So it's worth intervening. Um, you know, basically if you see your animal eating something that shouldn't, getting to the vet sooner rather than later can be life-saving. Oh, that sounds like a very clever and very helpful little app there. So it's called First Aid for Pets. Does it cost anything, this app? It's free and it's available on iTunes and I believe Google Play. So it's, oh, it's, um, we've had, I believe, 50,000 downloads. So it's quite a popular little wow. uh, information source. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a really important thing that every pet parent should have. So um, no, thanks very much for, for talking about that.